Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. For years, Colby Stensland didn't like Christmas. He didn't decorate, bought the minimal number of presents required, holiday cheer for him was almost non-existent. And it's not because he was a Scrooge. It's just, after his mom passed away a couple days before Christmas when he was a teenager, he just had a sour taste in his mouth about the whole holiday. Surprisingly, he now runs a nonprofit that's about as Christmassy as it gets, and he's about as into Christmas as a jolly old elf. My name is Keith Mater, and today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Colby Stenslin, the founder of the nonprofit Operation Doing More. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me here. So why don't we just dive right on in? What is Operation Doing More? Okay, so Operation Doing More is a program that I started. This will be the eighth season. Um, And uh, basically, I had an idea to create a platform to connect community members that are in need with community members that have the resources to help, basically. So tell me the story. How did yeah. it start? Perfect. So um, so I spent a couple years in the Army, and uh, I got out of the Army here, you know, I can't remember, it must have been 2011, I believe. Um, it was in August, and, uh, you know, coming up on that holiday season here towards the end of summer, uh, my wife and I, we were walking into the mall uh, into the Target there, they've got the, the Salvation Army has a program out there in the, the front of the store there where they've got the angel tree tags. And we decided that we'd grab a couple of those, maybe two or four of those tags. So we did that. We went in and um, uh, bought some gifts. We had fun like buying the gifts and kind of picking out something that we think that those kids would enjoy. And we came out and turned them in, didn't think anything of it. Go home that night. And of course, I can't sleep. So I'm trying to figure out how could I make this bigger? How could we make this bigger? So um, I've had, you know, a repair business. I started in 2004 here in Bellingham. And uh, I, uh, we've got vendors and we've got customers here in the local community. And so I figured, well, shoot, I'll, uh, as soon as that place opens up in the morning, I'll come and I'll grab as many tags as they'll give me. And I'll go uh, to these different vendors and uh, these contractors, these customers of ours, and see if they're interested in, in um, adopting those tags. I'll make it real easy. That was my plan was to make it as easy as possible. I told people I'll come back in a week if they're interested, no pressure. And I'll be back in a week to pick up the tags if they want to buy the gifts for him. And that was really how it started. Uh, Oh, man, everybody was so excited. I went through those 30 tags in the first three or four hours. So that's where I had to get creative because I get this idea in my head and I can't stop this idea. So that's where Wacom Educational Credit Union comes in because you guys support the Salvation Army. You guys have the tags hanging on the trees and all the different locations that you have, and they're unmanned. So I had to get creative enough <laughs> because they wouldn't give me any from I the see. Salvation Army. They wouldn't give me any so more you tags. Had, you, because had gate, you had gatekeepers elsewhere, but you're like, I know where there's yeah, some gonna get. I'm going to get creative. <laughs> so the Salvation Army wouldn't give me any more tags because, of course, naturally, I take those 30 tags and I go off-site with them. And... I come back to get more four hours later and the lady says, well, you didn't bring back the original tags and gifts. So we don't know what you did with them. We really can't give you anymore. Oh, I understand. 
So I drive right over to Whatcom Educational Credit Union, and I start pulling tags off the trees, anything that I think would work. And I didn't want to cause a big scene, so I take a handful, maybe 20 or so, and then I go drive to another Whatcom Educational Credit Union and grab 20 more. So I created this pretty good system. Man, you're like a, you were like a little busy elf just scurrying about. <laughs> it really was. I was. I had a I had a plan, and like and man, once I get this thought in my head, there's just no stopping it. So, um, sure enough, I think you know that first year. I don't know if we did. I want to say seventy five tags. I mean, I really think that we filled seventy five tags off this basic idea, wow. you know, of just getting more people involved. And the concept is so simple. You know, if we got a hundred people, we each put in a penny. We have a dollar. Um, it's evolved over the years, obviously. It's grown, and we've really got some great systems in place now. Um, but but that's really how it started, and that's the core of Operation Doing More to this day is with tags and families with the Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, to, the, to date you've served, you've given gifts to thousands oh, of children. It's been unbelievable. I mean, and, and it, you know, it was, it's an idea. It, that's all it was, was an idea. And if it wasn't for the community support, it wouldn't be what it is. I mean, I can't take credit for any of this stuff. Um, you know, it was the community that jumped on board and believed in that idea. And, you know, I think of some rough numbers. The last few years we've supported, we've adopted over 20 families per season. So um, I think this year we've already spoken for 20 families and 400 individual gift tags. So, um, you know, the what we do for the community is, uh, you know, everybody coming together and being able to adopt those 20 families, what that family gets, they receive their Christmas meal, they receive gift for the kids. Um, you know, it's optional, you can buy the adults gift, uh, gifts as well, you know, you can do stocking stuffers, uh, you know, so the families is a, it's a really substantial investment for people to do. Um, you know, the individual gift tags, um, you know, each kid, gets uh, two toy items and two clothing items uh, for the individual gift tags. And so, um, you know, say 400 of those tags, that's, you know, um, four tags per child, you know, basically. So that's a, that's a substantial, um, you know, volume to uh, a lot of people to help in the holiday season that aren't going to get, you know, they wouldn't get that help if it, if it wasn't for the community coming together to be able to do that. Yeah. And I definitely want to dive into it a little bit more in a bit, but... To, to go back a little bit more, I actually want to get into your story. Um, I know that you grew up in Whatcom County. Correct. Yep. Yep. I was born and raised here, uh, born in 1981 in Bellingham at St. Joe's and lived here my whole life. The only time I was gone was a couple years I was in the Army and that was it. Yeah. And what made you want to join the military? Uh, so it's funny, me and my brother growing up, we always played military games, Army games. Um, yeah, we, we just... My grandpa was in the Marine Corps, and my brother and I, when we were kids, we were just going to be Marines. That was it. And uh, uh, my brother is three years older than me. Um, you know, growing up, we he went into high school and graduated high school, and he went right off in the Marine Corps. And uh, myself, I, as bad as I wanted to go in the Marine Corps, I was being a mechanic. I mean, that was the bottom line. That was how I started, um, you know, Northwest Service Management. So, uh, yeah, I worked as a mechanic since I was, you know, even 16 years old, really. I worked as a mechanic. And uh, I worked as a mechanic until I made that decision that uh, I was going to go in the Army. And I went down to um, Seattle and I enlisted in the Army. And uh, I think it was August, I shipped off to basic training. 
I went right to Afghanistan right out of basic training, and that was really interesting. I was stationed on an observation post uh, in the Kunar province, 1,200 meters from the Pakistan border. I was there for four months. I think I came back. We started training up to to go. You know, we're on a 12-month cycle, so we're going to train to go back to Afghanistan again. Well, I ended up on a training exercise a month or so later. I got hurt. Uh, I hurt my left foot, and uh, so I ended up, the Army didn't know what to do, and they decided to put me in a med board program. So that 10 month, I was in this med board program for roughly 10 months. And man, it was the most self-destructive 10 months of my life. Honestly, I went as far as, you know, contemplating suicide. And that 10 month period of time is when I realized what my purpose is here on this earth. The only reason that I'm here on this earth is to impact people in a positive way and to create relationships that last longer than, than my time here on this earth. You know, it took me kind of being in the absolute bottom of the barrel there for me to figure out that there's there's got to be more to it. What is that? And that is where I realized the only thing that'll outlive our time on this earth is the relationships that we create along the way. When that when I came when that idea came together in my head without even realizing the significance of that situation I just go out, start living my life. I get discharged from the army, uh, you know, uh, uh, as a disabled veteran. Um, I come back to Whatcom County. But but when I made, when I realized what was important, I think things started changing in my life without even realizing it. I never set out to go to Target with my wife and decide to start Operation Doing More. That was that happened. I mean, that was like just the right time, and and it the timing was perfect and. I mean, there's no other explanation for that. I was, it was happening and I wasn't, I didn't even realize it was happening. I mean, you know, I was, you know, I feel it depends on, you know, how heavy you want to get into that stuff. But, you know, I mean, I, I think, I feel that I'm here. There's a purpose. There's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I've gone through all the challenging events that I've gone through. So you're at Target and you have this, you're back from the military. You've gone through this, this period of, of your life in the military where you kind of have, discovery of like what your true life's mission is and you say man i gotta do something and you get these tags and then you say i gotta do more yeah and and the crazy thing is the crazy thing is 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 um you know i didn't even think about when i was laying in bed that night creating this plan i was not i was not setting out to do that i was laying there because i couldn't sleep and so, of course, I think about an event that happened that day, and it just so happened to be that Carrie and I went through uh, the Target and got those tags. And that was how the idea was born, that concept. And it was just going to be a one-time deal. I had no intention of, you know, this thing growing into kind of what it is today. And a question that I had was, at what point in your journey did you did you take it from this, like, guy that's got a little too much energy and he's running around grabbing tags from all these trees to being like man this is like this could actually be like a real organization so uh the second year we were contacted by the salvation army and i thought about it and i talked to carrie and you know i thought well i waited till the last minute and i figured well what the heck we've got all those donors donors from last year i said well let me contact him and see what we can do well, so sure enough, we did we did it again the second year, and you know, of course, we did more because we can never do anything normal. Maybe we filled 115 tags or something like that. Could have even been more. I really can't remember the numbers now. It's been so long. Well, um, one gal, uh, she does some marketing stuff. You know, she started a Facebook page and a website for us, 
And I think it was I think it was the third year or maybe the fourth year. I really can't remember the details. But another gal, another really great friend of mine, comes to me and she says she was working um, for uh, DV Sash. She did a lot of great things for that program, domestic violence, sexual assault. And uh, she says, "Hey, I've got some experience with this stuff, with this nonprofit stuff." She says, "I know what you need to do." She says, "You need to file your paperwork to become a 501c3." So now you can take donations and write tax-deductible receipts, which was something that we struggled with for those first few years. The only way we would be able to get funds is by people that trusted me enough to write me a check personally, and then I would go and buy the product that we needed at the time. I could give them their receipt. You know, that was the only way it worked. And so that was really hard because a lot of people requested as we go out and start fundraising, well, you got to be able to write us a receipt. Oh, I can't technically do that, you yeah. know. Um, so anyways, so sure enough, we had the Facebook page. We had the website. Um, she goes on there. She files our paperwork. And, man, within 20 days, we were approved as a 501c3 through the federal government. And I mean, we're talking like this could take like six months or something. Yeah. We've had no there, – there's no way it should have. Once again, I didn't set – you know, we didn't set out to do this. Like all these events just kind of started falling into place – you know, I, I believe in it 100%. I, I cannot, I mean, I to think back what we've accomplished, and, and once again, it is not me. I mean, I cannot take credit for this stuff. You know, the communities come together and they believed in my idea. What do you think, what do you think that support says about Whatcom County or Bellingham? Man, you know, I think our community here um, is unbelievable. The, you know, I'm, I'm from the Deming community and, uh, it's any time that you have, you know, somebody in the in the community that's in need. It's just unbelievable how people come together, and and I think that there would even be more people that are willing to help, but they don't know what to do. They don't know what the cause is, you know. So I think, you know, the more that we could get these stories out there, um, you know, the more that the community will come together. I didn't realize how great we have it up here until I was gone. And then I realized I need to get back there. Like that place is unbelievable. I never want to leave Whatcom County again. You know, yeah, it's our community, I think, is unique. I really do feel that. It's just big enough and just small enough that, um, you know, it's not too big. Um, it's got that small town feel. And, and I think it depends on, you know, your engagement in the community too. You know, if you're in the involved in the community, then, um, you know, it just... It brings everybody closer together. Yeah, that's awesome. Your nonprofit doesn't have any paid employees. No, it does. No, so, so so you literally don't get a cent from this. It's purely out of I just want to help the kids. Absolutely. So yeah. So Operation Doing More, we we're comprised now as when we became a five hundred one c three, we had to have a board advisory board. So we've got five board members, um, and uh, myself and the president of it. I founded it, and. Every business card, every office expense, every printed piece of paper, everything that we do is paid for by the board members. So 100% of every dollar donated goes to that cause. Whatever that cause is that we're supporting at that time, that's where the, the money goes, 100% of it. We fill our own tanks with our own fuel. We drive around. Um, you know, we There's no benefits whatsoever, and, and I think that... You know, that is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about what we're doing is because I know how much work and how much effort that we're all putting into this. You know, not just 
um, you know, the four, the five uh, board members, but, you know, I mean, the community, the community's doing it too. You know, nobody asks for anything. They just come together and want to help. That's so cool. Has Christmas always been a big deal to you? (laughs) So, man, this is where it gets, you know, yeah, we get into some pretty heavy stuff. So growing up, my brother and I, my mom raised my brother and I, um, you know, Christmas to her, to mom, she was all, it was always a big deal. She always put out a ton of decorations and, um, what well, was actually, it was, uh, December, um, 16th, uh, 1999. My mom actually died in a car crash, drinking and driving. It was a single vehicle accident and uh, she was drinking and driving, which was obviously two weeks before Christmas. And man, I'm telling you, like my life has been filled with challenging times and, and as a 17, 18 year old kid, that was one of the most challenging times you could ever have, um, you know, to receive gifts from your mom after she passed away for Christmas was, that was, it couldn't get any more difficult than that. So that put, that changed everything. I mean, man, you know, that changed Christmas from, from then on. I mean, man, I just didn't, you know, there was Christmases that, you know, I didn't put out any decorations. You know, it put a, a huge spin um, on that, you know, changed things significantly. Christmas was a huge deal growing up. And then that traumatic event happened, and I didn't like Christmas anymore. And now here we are for whatever reason. Man, we're back in it, and Christmas is full bore Christmas. It couldn't you couldn't be any more Christmassy than Operation Doing More, you know, really. Um, so yeah, it's I didn't once again I didn't set up for any of this stuff. Like these things just kind of happen. So um, yeah, nowadays Christmas is a big deal, and I was telling somebody that I actually really enjoy it now because I know you know, that it, not only are we making a huge impact in the community, but, um, you know, it's, I'm getting involved in more of the Christmas spirit and stuff like that. So was it at first hard to, to, to start grabbing onto an idea that's so associated with, it sounds like an, a holiday that was a little bit painful? You know, I think, man, as I go back and I tell this story, there was not at one point did I, I never, I not once did I ever have a clear picture of what we were doing and why. I just knew I had to do this. I had to pick up this pen. I had to walk to the end of the table. I had to flip the page. I mean, that's how simple it was. Like, you know, I never saw the big picture of, of any of this. And I honestly, I never really made that connection about my mom dying in that car crash and losing interest in Christmas and then regaining it through Operation Doing More until we're sitting here right now. I really never even thought that far into it. So that was like a huge breakthrough for me, you know, personally. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty big. You know, what we're doing is much greater. I think if we open our mind to it and we just start doing things, I don't want to say for the right reason, because once again, like, I don't know why we're doing this stuff, you know, like, I like to think that it's all for the right reason. And, you know, I believe that every action that I make throughout the day, I truly believe is, you know, for the right, the right reason. Why is getting a gift for a child so important? Okay, so that's a good one, too. <laughs> Man, so I get so, I get so passionate about this. I get so excited about this stuff. So it might have been my second year of doing Operation Doing More. My aunt comes to me. So my grandma um, and my my aunt was, you know, they played huge parts in my brother and ours' lives. So it was really close to my aunt. Well, she gets a couple of tags, 
And uh, she comes to my work, and she's dropping them off. And we're sitting out. It was in the cold. It was. I remember exactly where it was, the moment. She says, it's so funny that you do this. And I looked at her, and I said, oh, yeah. I said, why? Like, I don't think it's funny. Why? 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 She says, well, don't you remember when you got gifts when you were a kid? I said, nope. I had no idea. She says, well, yeah, you, when you were young, I don't remember how old you were really young. It turns out I was like three young. I was really young, so I don't remember. But um, yeah, my we got signed up for the Salvation Army Giving Tree program. And so mom received a Christmas dinner and gifts from the Salvation Army one year. Wait, and I had no idea. Wait a second. So you're maybe a couple years into doing Operation Doing More, yeah. and you're just blessing kids, getting them presents, and you don't really know why you're doing it, but you're just like, I, I have to do this. Yeah. And you find out after the fact that you you were impacted by this? Yeah. Wow. That's That's the case. Um, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a whole entire circle. I mean, a full full circle. And like I say, we don't know the impact that we're making in other people's lives. Mm. We'll never know. I mean, you know, we're buying gifts for, for the kids. Ultimately, is, is what we're buying them for. You know, the kids don't make the decision to be in that situation. My brother and I didn't make this decision to be in the situation that we were raised in. We're just a product of that, and we're trying to get by, um, you know, get, get by through that period of time. So I think when we buy a gift for a kid or buy a, a jacket or uh, socks— I think, um, you know, we don't know how that's going to impact the kid. Because my brother and I, um, you know, we obviously needed those things too when we were growing up. We didn't have them. And so, you know, it, it supplied um, a necessity. It's something that we had to have. Didn't even realize it, of course. What the Salvation Army requests are things, um, you know, uh, clothing items like jackets and socks because those are the things that wear out the most you know kids are constantly growing um, so things are always changing they outgrow the jacket they go play outside and the jacket gets ruined or dirty Um, you know socks are constantly wet Um, you know so not only is it toys and fun stuff but it's it's true necessities as well you know I think kids obviously every kid could have you know should have toys of some type that's for sure um, but a lot of these things that are on these tags are are necessities it's fun to go buy gifts and it's interesting to see how people they really do enjoy going and buying gifts and picking out something that they think that kid is really going to enjoy um, you know but but there's man there's a lot of clothing that needs to be done you know that needs to be purchased purchased as well and of course it's sometimes it's not nearly as exciting as buying gifts um, you know, I want to go, there's another thing that that I want to touch on that, once again, it goes to the overall impact of what we're doing, the relationships that we're building. So one of the greatest stories that I hear uh, multiple times throughout any holiday season is parents that want to adopt a tag. And, uh, you know, so they, they get a couple of tags from us and they want to pick tags out that are similar to their their child in gender and age or whatever, you know, interests. Um, and so then they go and they take their kids shopping and they say, hey, we got this, this tag. I want you to find a toy that you would like and we're going to give this toy to this child that if it wasn't for us, that child might not get a toy at all. Um, and so the impact there, the fact that they're bringing their child that has everything in the world, most of the time, you know, they'd have, they don't even know any wants. 
the the parents are bringing the child to the store to pick out something that they would enjoy and then they're explaining to the kid that they're going to give it away to somebody that might not get something and once again you know we don't know the impact that that has on that child but man i know it's significant i mean i believe a hundred percent that it is extremely significant so a kid that maybe was raised in a really wonderful house that had everything they needed, they might not see this other side of things. They might not see what life is like, but for their parents to take them out, buy them a gift, and give it away to a kid that wouldn't have something, that has got to be really impactful as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's amazing. Uh, just the work that you guys are doing in the community and, and your desire to, to help as many people as you can without any paid staff and to, to make you know, whatever donations you're getting work to help people is, is just inspirational. And, uh, and I appreciate you, you coming on and telling your story and, and being a part of the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And I appreciate the opportunity to tell my story. So. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.